What is going on, Zach Sports Nation? I'm back here for another episode. This week, my guest, my good friend, we got Jordan Williams on. Yes, you've probably seen him before if you follow us on Twitter. He was there sitting right next to me during all that Cardinals Bush Stadium craziness when the Cardinals put up 14 points. And that's that's not even the craziest of it. That's probably not even the top five craziest thing that happened that night. And that's insane since the Cardinals put up a whopping zero points today. Uh, so, Jordan, welcome onto the show. How, how's it going? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just kind of grinding through school and trying to hit some bets, too. That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> you got to hit them so uh, you don't have to work quite as hard that day. You know, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but pretty much on today's show, it's going to be a good one. We got some NFL draft talk. Uh, be sure to tune in next week as well. That's when I'll be doing my mock draft episode. But this week, uh, we're, we're going to do a little smokescreen or nah. It's smokescreen season. So a lot of rumors going around. We're going to see our teams, like, are they actually going to go through with this? Do they mean what they say? Do they not? We're going to kind of hit on some of the top stuff there. Talk about some of our favorite day three sleepers. And then get into some betting action because we didn't talk a lot about it last week. And I mean, we pride ourselves on some betting, so we gotta we got touch on that. And we got uh, I don't know if I want to say one of the best, but one of the most committed for sure. Uh, <laughs> how my buddy's on here today, so it's gonna be an exciting episode. Uh, before we get into it, though, you know, got follow us on social media. Check us out on YouTube, Zach Sports. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Zach Sports HQ. We're up to over two hundred followers now, which is pretty dope since we started like. A little over a month ago. This is episode five. So very exciting times. And Jordan, I'm excited to have you on, man. How's your day? I was going to say, I asked how you were, but how was your day? Let's get into that. I was solid. Hit the golf course up today. So played a little golf and had to know this weekend. So hell yeah. No, I need to get on the golf course. I haven't yet. I'm not very good, but try and get more into it. You know, I normally get to about the eighth hole and I can't keep scoring anymore uh, based off based off the fact I don't want to, and I just have a few too many beverages that, you know, eh, was that three or four? It was 10. Oh, okay. Fair. So that, that's my golf game summed up, but let's get into the NFL uh, draft talk. Let's a lot of rumors going on right now. Let's start with the first one. That's kind of a twofer. We got a lot of drama going on with Justin Fields. Uh, The Fortnite came out and said they will not take Justin Fields at three. Smokescreen or not, nah, Jordan? What are your thoughts? You know, I I thought it was a smokescreen going into today, but after this epilepsy news, um, you know, Ian Rappaport reported that uh, doctor said that he will go out of it. I guess it's the something that runs in his family, but um, I don't know. I mean, there's just something that's. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about epilepsy, but I mean, it's got to make you concerned a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, now, granted, I mean, do they take Mac Jones at three? I am not a Mac Jones fan. I never have been. Um, I think I could have thrown for 40 touchdowns with the weapons he had. But uh, I don't know. It's I have to say it might not be anymore just because of the fact that, you know, this epilepsy thing, it's it's going to make him slip. It has to, right? Yeah. I like not to, you know, say the exact same thing that you said, but I agree 100%. I mean, like, I thought for sure smoke screen. Like, Justin Fields is the play at three. Like, it's it can't be Mac Jones. And now – I mean, with that, I mean, you have that injury history. It might not have affected him in college, but I saw some reports too. Like if he gets a concussion, like that could have serious long-term effects as well. And, you know, any news that breaks, like we're a week away. I mean, we're recording this Wednesday night, but you guys will be hearing it on Thursday. 
So we're a week away. Anything that breaks like that, it's going to get blown out proportion. So there's, he could fall out of the top 10. I mean, who knows? Like crazier things have happened. I don't know if it'll go that far, but I mean, so now it could be Mac Jones. I know the Niners were at Trey Lance's uh, pro day. Like his second one, I think Trey Lance is the play there now at three, just because, I mean, I, I don't see Mac Jones being that guy, especially you trade up for three. Like Mac Jones, like what stands out about him when you watch him play? Like good quarterback, capable, he'll be a first rounder just because it's quarterbacks. But what does he do that special? Trey Lance, I mean, he's a, he's a lot better prospect in my opinion. And you have Jimmy G there. You don't have to start him year one. Yeah. You know, yeah, as, as a person with a Justin Fields third overall pick future, um, it's a bad day. You know, you hope for the best with his health. But uh, a team I could see, you know, getting in the field sweep station now is the New England Patriots. Um, you know, Bill Belichick just sitting there lurking. And, you know, they rumors that, you know, he might trade up, but he might not have to anymore if Fields slips, you know, as far as, you know, down to 12 or 13. Yeah, he might not have to just with it being that. But, man, you've had a roller coaster of emotions these last couple of weeks with that future, man. <laughs> I remember yeah. we talked about that a couple times. <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. Uh, just, yeah, because I know the odds have just shot up. It was like Mac Jones was like huge favorite, and then all of a sudden Justin Fields turned, and now all of a sudden Mac Jones is the favorite again. Roller coaster. But, yeah, so that, that pretty much sums it up with Justin Fields. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll say with now on that one. Now, Devontae Smith, that's another news that broke today. Everyone knew he was skinny. You know, uh, his size was a big concern heading into today. But now that he weighed in, he's only 166 pounds. What is that? And now he's going to be falling. Is that a smokescreen or not? You know, I I think this one is this one is not. Um, and, then, you know, the college NFL are two totally, totally different worlds. Um there's, there's corners. Jalen Ramsey, if he went one-on-one -on -one with Devontae Smith, he'd toss him to the sideline. I mean, he's one of the most physical corners in football. And, you know, you think maybe he can put on some pounds, you know, with an NFL strength program. But, I mean, he was at the best college football school there is. You'd think that their strength coaches were probably a, that, even with some NFL staffs. Um, and, you know, he's fast, the fastest guy I've ever seen. He totally took down my Notre Dame fighting Irish. Uh, was, Everyone was, saw that coming, though. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I just – I mean, I think he's got to put on some weight, and that's got to be a concern for teams. Um, you know, Jamar Chase is sitting there. He's – I mean, he's the guy. He opted out this year, so not not a lot of common sports fans might remember him, but he was the reason why that LSU team won the national title. Um, so I think in regards to him and Jamar Chase, I think it's Chase all day. And I think I, we could see Smith falling a little bit now just because of, you know, this came out a week before draft day. That's kind of – you know, kind of weird. Yeah. Jalen Waddle might even go before him now. Like, it, yeah. it's a possibility because I know everyone's kind of, is he going to be top 10? Is he not going to be top 10? I don't think he is anymore just because of this size. I mean, everyone knew he was going to be smaller, but, you know, you were hoping – I was at least kind of hoping, like, maybe 175, like, that's more doable. Maybe 180, like, if he can just put on a little bit of weight. Like, just show, like, okay, he can at least do some damage. But 166 – I mean, he's six foot, so it's not like he's like one of those like Tavon Austin, like you know, five eight, like one seventy five, one eighty pound guys. As you know, like going into it, like he's he's six foot, so he's just skinny. And yeah, I mean, 
if you're drafting a guy in the top 10, you want him to be your number one wide receiver. And I don't know if, you know, if that's, those are number one wide receiver measurements. A Tyree Kill is a kind of outlier, but, um, you know, yeah, that size, it, it's concerning. It's very concerning yeah. to me. And it, yeah, and it's not like every now and then there's a team in the top 10 that they might have a stud wide receiver. So they just might want to compliment or something like it'll be a fun play. But this year, I mean, the Lions, the Eagles, those are some of the guys that are looking for wide receivers. The Bengals, but, I mean, they, they'd go Jamar Chase for sure if they go wide yeah. receiver. Uh, but just some of those top ten teams, like, they need, like, a stud bona fide number one if they go wide receiver. And, I mean, at 166, like, that is tiny. Like, I don't remember the last time I was 166. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> I, just, I can't imagine him lining up against these pro, these NFL corners, yeah. being able to get around him. Those five yards contact, I mean, he, he can be laid on the ground. three yeah. And if they go to a team that wants to run the ball, he's not going to do anything on blocking. Yeah. They're going to yeah. run right through him. Some of these corners now, like I remember a few years ago, corners were like six foot, and it was like, wow, he's a six-foot corner. He's huge. Now a lot of them are six foot, six foot one. Like cornerbacks are getting taller and bigger yeah. so it's not not ideal for him he'll, he'll still be a first rounder for sure but he's i think he's definitely out the top 10 now um moving on to the next one they we kind of got another little twofer with uh the falcons uh they came out saying that they're not going to take a quarterback and they're possibly looking to trade back we'll, we'll kind of twofer this one smoke screens or not nah. i think this has got to be a smoke screen i don't know how you can go in there with a new head coach. You know, this is the time to take a quarterback. You have a new head coach. Uh, I mean, Matt Ryan is atrocious. You've got Calvin Ridley, who is in the middle of his prime. Julio, who is still a very viable wide receiver one slash two now, in my opinion, uh, you know, kind of on the edge of his prime. But, I mean, I just don't think Matt Ryan gets it done with this team. Um, you're in a strong division. Um, so, I, I could see them. T- I think they're going to take a quarterback. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. Um, and I think I think he'll sit a year behind Matt Ryan and then take over the reins. Uh, but you know, if if Matt Ryan plays like Matt Ryan usually does, then I could see Trey Lance being the quarterback week four or five. Um, wow! <laughs> I just don't see how you don't take a quarterback. And I mean, this this is the deepest quarterback draft I think since I mean maybe the Josh Josh Allen class uh, or Patrick Mahomes class. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I, See, I mean, next year, the quarterback class, if you look ahead, it's it's not great. I mean, it's Sam Howell, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the Falcons, I don't think they'll have a top five pick next year either. No, I, yeah, like, I don't they just have too much talent on their roster. New head coach, Art Smith, leaving Tennessee, breaking my heart. But <laughs> I, I, I knew it would happen. Um, yeah, I, I agree as well. And they're rumored, like, they're all over Trey Lance's pro day as well, just like the Niners. Uh, when I do my mock, I probably won't put him there just because I'm going to be bold and say Trey Lance to the Niners most likely. But, yeah, if he's there, like, I think you got to take a quarterback. It's either quarterback or trade back. Like, yeah. I know I've seen Kyle Pitts. Like, that's exciting. But, I mean, you you got – there's bigger needs than another pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, they have Austin Hooper, too. He's a very, he's a very viable tight end. You know, Kyle Pitts is one of the most insane – human beings I've seen in a long time, but it's just, you got to look at, I mean, the most, most important position on the field is the quarterback. And, you know, this is a time they can't cut Matt Ryan, obviously, but I mean, he's 36. He's, he's pretty much done. He's got this year. I don't, I don't know what his contract is, but I know it's pretty much this year and that's, yeah, he's done. So 
Yeah. Another rumor that I saw today, Dolphins are staying put. They've received offers. They're at the six spot. They've received uh, a bunch of offers, but they're staying put at six, smokescreen or nah? I don't think so. All right. No, I, I do think this is a smokescreen. Um, I, I think this is a spot for the I think this is a spot for the Dolphins uh, to trade back. Um, I think especially with the news about Devontae today, um, you know, do you – I don't think Waddle is a number six overall pick. Um, I think this is a spot where you might be able to get a team that's hungry for Kyle Pitts or even Panay Seawall to jump up. And, or if one of the quarterbacks drops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they could recoup some picks, get their guy – get Waddle at 10 or 11. Um, I could honestly see – my team, Jerry Jones, making them up there and taking Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's all about offensive weapons. That's all he. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and that's you know address cornerback later in the draft. But I mean, I think this is a spot where you've got to at least look and see. You know, you have a rookie quarterback. You want to better your organization. I mean, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. You trade back, recoup a pick or two, and that's. I mean, that's could set your team up good for next year. Yeah. The Dolphins, let me tell you, the last few years, what they've done to build their team, they are building their team in the perfect, most textbook way. Like, they have a million picks. They've competed the last two years when they weren't supposed to compete. Well, I'll say competed two years ago when they won, like, five games, which, you know, they thought it was, like, everyone was coming in. This is the worst team in NFL history, and they come in with five wins. They have a great coach. They have an amazing defense. Their offense is getting there. They have their quarterback for the future. I'm not huge on Tua, but we'll see what the new offensive coordinator does. And, like, they still have a million picks. So, yeah, trade back, get your guy, and get a couple more picks. I think you definitely got to trade back. I hate agreeing with you on all these, but, <laughs> damn, like, great minds think alike. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it before the Smith news today, I could have seen him taking Smith, you know, Tua had a connection with him for two years. Uh, but – I mean, you could, I mean, with Smith, you know, teams a little hesitant now. You could, I mean, you're going to get teams that are trying to jump up there and take quarterback or even, you know, stay wall or, I mean, I don't know what's happened over the past month, but, you know, I remember back in January, February, it was Panay Saywall was the next great offensive lineman prospect. I know there were some issues with, you know, kind of the conditioning aspect of it. You know, he opted out, but I mean, he was the number one ranked tackle all three or all two years he played in college, you know, as a freshman PFF had him as the number one offensive lineman in college. So, I mean, that's going to translate to NFL. He's a huge guy and you can get a team that's, you know, the old line's kind of the missing piece that they could trade up and snag him. Yeah. I think the Bengals have to take him at five. I know they've kind of moved away from that and they're probably going Jamar chase, but you got to protect Burrow, man. Like, I agree with that. I was going to say you have decent weapons in Cincinnati. Like, you have T. Higgins coming into year two. You have Tyler Boyd. Like, you, you got decent weapons. Like, you can – I think you just got to protect Panace – or protect Joe Burrow with Panay Sewell. Like, that's – I got him at five. But everyone's going Jamar Chase, which isn't a bad pick. But, I mean, that scares me. Joe Burrow yeah. coming off a huge injury. Exactly. I mean, he's another one of those blows to the knee, and you're talking career. Um, yeah. Did you see that scar on him? Yes, that, that was insane. I saw that today. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, that's the thing. You got to protect your quarterback, and that's – I mean, look at the Bucks this year. They did a fantastic job protecting their quarterback, and he's – I mean, it's Tom Brady. He needs protected, and that was a humongous key to the Super Bowl was having a great offensive line. Yeah, you can't win without a good offensive line. Yeah. Like, the Bengals showed promise, like, 
what Joe Burrow did in year one with the line that he had was ridiculous. Like you can't put him through that again. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the, let's go into this last one. This isn't necessarily a smoke screen. I just think it's kind of something interesting. And it's, it's Kyle Trask. I kind of want to know where you think he's going to go. I've seen anywhere from, you know, late first round because quarterbacks can sneak in there to like a day three, like a fourth round pick. Like he can go literally anywhere. Like what are, where do you kind of think he'll land? Um, I have an honestly a hot take for this pick. Oh, I'm ready. The Buccaneers at 32. Um, Brady's got two years left. You'd say probably he's, I mean, if I think he's, he's got one or two years left. Um, Trask, I mean, he's been a roller coaster this year. You know, there are some points at Florida where he looked like Joe Burrow or maybe even better. He was putting up better numbers than Burrow did through his first five games. He kind of hit a wall. Um, and, you know, that kind of contained the talk on him. And he was the Heisman favorite for a while. Um, but I could see him – if he's not one of the Bucks, I think he'll be a, a third-round guy, um, you know, a team that's kind of taking a shot on a quarterback maybe that missed out on somebody in the first. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's good. I don't know if he's – I don't think he's ready to play this year. Um, what's better than sitting behind Tom Brady for, you know, a season or two and, you know, then hand the reins over to him? I mean – that's just that, – that's kind of a hot take I have. I could definitely see him falling into two. I don't think he goes to three, day three. There's just no way. I think he's a second or third rounder for sure. Yeah, I think he's a third rounder. I, I kind of like that take just because the Bucks, they've like – they're bringing everyone back. Like they've re-signed everyone. So like what needs do they truly have? And, yeah, you, yeah sit behind Tom Brady. Bruce Arians, he's a great offensive mind. Like normally their quarterback struggle year one. But, I mean, he'll – He'll have his time to sit for a couple years, kind of develop, learn, and then get his shot. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, I also think he's he's probably a third round pick, uh, probably late third in my opinion. Someone someone will scoop him up just to, you know, give him a shot. But I just think it's crazy that he can his outcomes are that vast. But I mean, with all this quarterback news and some of these uh, non smoke screens, like it's. Anything can happen. That's why I love draft day. It's the best time of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go on record and say I think Kyle Trask is better than Mac Jones. Um, oh, oh. Let, let me just that I, real quick. <laughs> I mean, I just – I think you throw Kyle Trask in that, you know, Alabama offense and he goes wild. You know, he – I mean, he had Pitts. Uh, he had Kadarius Tony at Florida. But, you know, Pitts missed two games. Uh, and that's – I mean, he had his weapons, but – you give them those weapons that Mac Jones had, and I think we're we might have these guys flip flopped. Um, yeah, that's I'm not a big Mac Jones guy, you guys can tell. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not either. One thing I kind of forgot to mention when we were talking about Devontae Smith to Miami, uh, that that could be kind of funny because you know how Devontae Smith came out and said that he Mac Jones over Tua, so that would yeah. be really funny in my opinion if he gets matched up with Tua again after <laughs> saying that, and he'll be like, no, never mind, brah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's something that he could he could regret that quickly. But uh, yeah, I I just I'm not a, yeah not a big Mac Jones guy. I'm not um, either. He he doesn't stand out to me at all. Like, yeah. I mean he's I mean he did the thing. Like he hit his wide receiver. He's better than like a lot of other Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. But like I mean he he actually did the thing. Like he actually hit his wide open targets like yeah. deep down the field. He won the national championship. Like he did what he was supposed to do, but yeah, I mean, nothing really sticks out too crazy for it to be like a top five pick in my opinion. 
Um, but yeah, so anyways, little ran over. So that was smoke screener. Nah, you know, pretty solid. Uh, sadly, we agreed on a lot. So not a lot of hot debates there yet, but we'll see. Uh, let's get into some of our favorite day three sleepers. Everyone talks day one, even day two, like everyone's super excited about that. But day three is when things get interesting. And I mean, you don't even know any team like needs are normally kind of out of the way unless they want to like get another depth piece if they need corner and they want to get like two or three of them. It's just kind of best player available. Like let's take shots on these guys. So we'll, we'll kind of alternate. So Jordan, give me your first uh, favorite day three guy. I have Jamie Newman, uh, quarterback, yeah. Georgia, um, formerly of Wake Forest. That's where probably everyone's going to recognize him from. Uh, I followed him since his high school days. He was on one of my favorite Netflix shows, uh, QB1, Beyond the Lights. Uh, you know, at, at Wake – Hashtag 20, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, in 2019, he had 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions at Wake Forest. Uh, he transferred to Georgia um, for the 2020 season, and he was the leader for the starting role uh, in spring ball before he – uh, before COVID, and he actually opted out uh, to prepare for the draft. Um, you know, he was impressive at Wake behind a not very good team. Um, I mean, 26-11, those aren't glowing numbers, but, you know, he had them competing day in and day out. Uh, you know, he's an athletic quarterback, dual threat, uh, can throw the ball, can run it. Um, you know, just a day three guy that maybe, you know, they might even move him to a wide receiver. Uh, I mean, he's he's got the build for it, but, uh, you know, it's one of those guys that, sit find a quarterback for a year or two, maybe an injury comes along and, you know, he jumps in there and takes the helm and, you know, has a, has a good season, but yeah, I'm a big Jamie Newman fan. I'm hoping um, a team snags him up or he can perform if need be, but that's one of my, that's my first day three sleepers, Jamie Newman. Yeah. I know. I was kind of mad at you when I saw that you put him in our doc. Cause I, I was all about that as well, but uh, it's probably a good thing you did because you've followed him for longer. But I remember him at Wake Forest. And, I mean, Wake Forest, not a football program, like not a great football program, not a great team most years. But I just remember, like, so I didn't watch all Wake Forest games, but I just remember seeing on the ticker, Wake Forest, 48 points, Wake Forest, 45 points. Like, they put up a million points that yeah. year. And then you go back and you actually watch, like, yeah, he's athletic. He can throw on a dime. Like, he he could definitely be a flyer that can help a guy like help a team day three. That's just like, Oh, let's give it a shot. So you could take a lot worse shots for sure than Jamie Newman. Um, uh, I'll head into my first one. Now we'll kind of start with the fun one. We got a uh, Marco Wilson cornerback from Florida. Yes. He's the guy that threw the LSU players shoe. Probably what he's most known for. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of said it earlier, uh, you know, cornerbacks are getting bigger but still good to have like a six foot corner and that's what he is he's six foot he's athletic uh start as a freshman uh, according to pro football focus he allowed 42 percent completion percentage uh so like he he's got the build of an nfl cornerback he's got the athletic profile but there's just two things and they're two pretty big things which is why he's projected a day three pick but he had two acl injuries in his life uh one in high school one in college and, you know, just making some mental mistakes, you know, throwing the shoe, a lot of laps in coverage. So, like, if he can go to a team and, you know, not be the guy, which as a day three pick, you're not going to be the guy. But, you know, maybe take a year and, you know, kind of learn, try to, like, get right mentally, like, figure out the playbook, study it, like, work on your craft. Like, he could be a problem for uh, some offenses and some receivers out there. 
Yeah, I, I like that sleeper a lot. You know, he, he was a beast at Florida. Um, but, you know, that, that he's, that, that's one of the biggest mistakes of the football season that everyone remembers is the shoe thing. You know, and that's going to be the first thing that teams are going to look at on film and ask him about. But, you know, as a guy, you know, gets an NFL program or, you know, an NFL team and just, I mean, that's something you could fix. You can fix mental mistakes. Yeah. Um, now, the ACL injuries are, those are concerning, but, you know, you have guys that came back from ACL injuries and have been studs too. So I like that pick a lot. Yeah, for sure. All right. Who, who's your second guy? Well, I have Jalen Darden, a uh, wide receiver from North Texas. One of the best quotes I have seen <laughs> on there was uh, making someone miss is like waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth. I got to do it every day. He had night. I saw that and I died. I was like, <laughs> that's perfect. Like, I'm a huge Jalen Darden fan now just because of that. Yeah. He had 19 touchdowns, 1,100 yards uh, with North Texas this year in this COVID season. You know, I think, um, you know, guys office numbers like that this year are even more impressive because, you know, not a lot of summer ball. These guys going to get into school, have to jump right in, uh, you know. But he's athletic. He's freakishly athletic. Um, he's one of those guys that you get on day three and he can be a wide receiver three on a team and just make plays. I mean, that's what you need in the NFL is playmakers, and he's a playmaker. That is for sure. For sure. His speed, his, like, athletic ability, just elusiveness, making people miss. It reminds me of when I was watching some of his highlight tapes. It just reminded me of some of the Tavon Austin highlight tapes, the Tariq Cohen highlight tapes, just always make people miss. And then as soon as they get a crease, just accelerates and goes for a touchdown. Like, against some good teams, too. Like, they don't play a lot of great programs at North Texas. But, I mean, there, there were some SEC teams that they were playing. And, I mean, he put up plays against them. I know he had a long, probably like a 50-some-plus-yard touchdown against Cal. And, I mean, that's a Pac-12 Conference of Champions team. So, it's – I like that pick as well. Like, he is he is fun to watch. And that quote just sealed the deal for me. Like, I, I saw that today, and I was like, yes. Like, that's the one. That's my guy. Uh, but then my next guy, uh, keeping on the offensive side – I, I love this guy, and I can't believe he's a day three projection, but that's Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana uh, Lafayette. Uh, I remember watching him, like, they beat Iowa State. That was, like, week one of the season, I think. It was, like, the first game. And I remember I bet uh, Louisiana, I think the spread was, like, 20 and a half, and I bet them – I should have bet money line. That would have been insane. But wasn't feeling that qu- uh, quite that ballsy. But, like – he was a huge reason of it. Like he is the complete package. Like he's got good size. He weighed in at 200, uh, which was kind of interesting because he's 5'11". I saw he weighed in at 200. Like it wasn't at the combine, but for the draft, I guess at his pro day, he weighed in at that. And he played the season at like 218, like 215, 220 in that range. So I'm assuming he kind of did that to, you know, lose some weight, run a little faster which he ran under a 4-4, which everyone did this year. So, I mean, that's not a huge, huge accomplishment, but still insane. Uh, so, I bet he'll put some more weight on it. I mean, he can do it all. He's, you see him trucking guys. You see him accelerate. Like, he destroyed Iowa State. Iowa State's a good football team. I know it was week yeah. one, but still, he made them look foolish a lot of the time. Just trucking guys. And, I mean, they would – they passed him a bunch, too. He's a great pass catcher. A lot of people don't see him as that, but I mean, he's got good size. He's got good hands, good speed. Uh, they put him. I mean, Louisiana Lafayette, they do a lot of pistol and spread, but they do a lot of eye formation as well with a fullback. 
especially giving him the ball in the one yard line, like, and he converted on a lot of those. So I think he's just the full package. He's going to be a good complement to a backfield. And hell, I could see him being a starter one day. Like, I love Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, this is a guy. Uh, I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues. He is going to be on my board. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of these guys that if you have a starting running back on the team and you see this team draft him, you're immediately looking at the handcuffed option. He's, he's talented, and that's what's going to get you through in the league is talent. And I could see this guy having a big impact on a four team, if not this year, in year two for sure. He, he is a stud. Oh, yeah. No, he will definitely be going, especially if he goes to a good fit. Like, I don't know, if he goes to a Pittsburgh or goes – I don't know. That was the first one that popped in my head. But if he goes to Pittsburgh, oh, I'm I'm spending up on him. Yeah. Like he they'll probably spend a pick earlier on one, but hell, who knows? Uh man, that I'm so excited for the draft. Like it, it's just the beginning. We're one week away and oh, it's getting exciting. It's getting that's time of the year, that's for sure. It is, man. We got, you know, March Mass is over, but like the spring gets a lot of slack, but I mean, it's we got NBA, we got MLB, we got the draft coming up. Like, it's a great time. It is. But all right, so that enough about that. We got some betting talk because we haven't done that enough. This last week we didn't talk about it. We just did the uni bracket. But go listen to that. That was a lot of fun doing that, filling that out. Uh, Check out the Twitter if you want to fill out a blank bracket. But man, it. I'm excited to talk about it. I've been pretty cold with baseball lately. MLB's it's its own beast, man. It's tough, but I'm getting a little bit better. I've had a decent week. I was two and two yesterday, three and one today. But how have you been with baseball? It's been a roller coaster. It's the best way to put it. Um, you know, I'll have, I'll have two and three and zero days, and then you know, you go one and two, one and three the next two days. Um, what I've kind of trained, I've kind of been looking on, and I see you had it on here was first five innings. Um, That's been huge. First five innings have been what started as a roller coaster for me was, you know, the beginning, you know, it was all about, you know, opening day, first week, first two weeks, it's pitching always, you know, but it was for me this year is the opposite, you know, first five overs were cashing at a ridiculous rate. And now you've seen some of these aces kind of settle in, you know, get some starts on their belt and now that first five train is starting to go back to the under. Um, I actually had a first liner today with the nationals and Cardinals. I, <laughs> I took a chance on Carlos Martinez and it, it paid off, you know, wow. that's, that's a rare bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's a no chance Carlos would hit Max Scherzer. I knew that today, especially after scoring uh, 10 runs two days ago, because it's every three days they score runs. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've been, it's been a kind of a roller coaster. I'd say I've been about even over the past two weeks. You know, it's been, I had a couple of days where I was three, and zero, and that kind of jumped me up, but I've been coming back down to earth here in the past two days. So. Yeah. I, I'm probably around even. I'm probably, probably like two, three bets down from even like a couple more losses and wins, but I've been getting on this first five trend and it's, it's been great. Like the Braves cash today. I don't even, they're playing the Yankees. I don't even know what the score to that one is. I, I stopped watching after first five. I was celebrating. That was my last one of the day uh, to make me even more positive than I was. And like, yeah, first five been betting some dogs. I got the Rays first five yesterday. You can find some pretty good odds at first five right now. Like I'm two and zero in my last two, and I'm, I mean, I haven't done first five before those two since maybe like that first week. So it's been a while. So I'm, I'm saying that I'm just two and zero, but uh, it's it's been a pretty good day today. Uh, I went three and one. Uh, I had the Marlins just to win uh, 
it was like minus 155 and they they cruised and then i had two unders the one bit me <laughs> uh it was under seven and a half and it was the uh twins a's game that uh was 13 to 12 that was just a crazy finish by the way just it was winning on an air to keep the win streak up like they're up to 11 games that's insane started being that money ball area again i think yeah. yeah they're they're like halfway they're getting there <laughs> off to a terrible start like they were that year and now they're they're getting it in which is great because i have a future on them to win the division so oh, wow i need that uh and uh which i i think can happen but i mean there was some surprises the mariners have been crazy yes. surprising the angels i mean they have mike trout but they're still surprising like because they're kind of putting it all together so that division is going to be interesting. And then you have the Rangers, but we won't talk about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I also had the under in the Colorado Astros game because I knew the weather was going to be terrible. You have Gomber, who's been pitching lights out for them. So I was like, you got to go under. And the over-under was 10. So I was like, I got to go under. <laughs> and the foul score is 6-3. to three. It barely hit. But I stopped watching after the second inning because all of a sudden it was second inning. It was 4-2. I was pissed. It's like a blizzard. Like it's snowing yeah, out and they're just hitting dingers. Like, what is this? I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw a video or a video on Twitter of that weather, you know, and I'm like, how do you, I, I struggled with a baseball when it was sunny and 75 outside whenever I was in high school. Now I can, I mean, I can't imagine in a blizzard with these guys throwing 90, 95, but yeah. I saw it hit for you. I was a little bit of a nail biter, but hey, I'll take it. A win's a win, baby. So yeah, pretty good day, three and one. We're getting back on the right track. Um, been doing some NBA, not quite as much, just because baseball's so fun to bet, even though it is an absolute roller coaster and literally anything can happen on any day. Uh, but it's it's been fun. It's been a good time. Um, speaking of that, let's let's get into it. We are going to create our own parlay. So uh, it's kind of a lighter day tomorrow, but I kind of printed off a few of these. Uh, I only found lines for a few of the games, but I mean, we can create a nice little three leg parlay together and kind of ride it out. Uh, so I'll go first because I'm the host and I want to. Um, <laughs> I'm liking Angels to beat the Astros tomorrow. I The opening odds are 105. Uh, so I just like Angels money line to for my first leg. They, they got Cobb on the mound, the version Christian Javier. And the Angels have just been hot. Like I, I like those odds plus one hundred five to win. Yeah. So for, for my leg here, I'm going to go to the ice. Um, I'm yeah. Blues Avalanche over five and a half. Um, Avs I like that. Avs are coming off a COVID pause. Um, they are going to be missing a, some key guys, but they're also missing Philip Grubauer, I believe. Uh, I believe he's still on the COVID list. I haven't heard if he's going to start tomorrow, but I wouldn't think he'd be back that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Branton's also out, but the Avs are a fire team. They are insanely fast. The Blues have an absolutely awful defense. Um, Bennington hasn't been great, but I think the Avs come off the COVID pause. You know, they're going to be a little slow with on defense. And, I mean, I think the Blues pot two, and you're looking at maybe 2-2 two, two, into the third, mm-hmm. um, that that over is a good bet. Um, I feel like that's kind of low for over-under. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't mess with they're like six, six and a half, seven, like yeah. that range. So I like that. Yeah. I don't mess with five and a half unless it's two absolutely insane defensive teams. And I would never touch an under five and a half if it was the Colorado Avalanche playing. They can score six by themselves on any given night. Um, 
but you know, the blues are fighting for their lives. So I could see them this turn into a shootout, maybe four, three, hopefully blues, but I, I think five and a half is a half too low at least. I like that. I haven't looked at the hockey lines for tomorrow, but yeah, that's a smash. So I'm like, we got angels, we got uh, blues avalanche over. We, we need one more. Let, let's, we can kind of discuss, kind of look through. I'm, I'm trying to think what we all want to get. I know some of the matchups. I, I don't have all the odds yet because it was kind of hard. We're recording this a little bit earlier, so not a lot of lines came out yet from what I was seeing. I was having a hard time looking at it. Um, But, man, Dodgers-Padres are going to be a fun one. I think I kind of want to stay away from that, though. I agree. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one to watch. I'll be watching, but I don't know if I want to bet anything. That was an insane series last week, and every single one of those games was absolutely bonkers. You know, and oh, it was crazy. I was up till two a.m. watching it, and I did not care. Not a yeah. care in the world. I think those teams are going to be clearing the benches here before long too. They're uh, they they don't like each other. That's for sure. Oh, and I love that. Uh, I'm all that. I, I'm Team Padres for sure. I've never been a Dodgers guy, and I got to tease in my dynasty league, so all Padres baby but yeah staying away from that one for sure trying to think what what we got here you seen anything that kind of jumps out at you um I don't have a number on it yet but uh I I don't think Indians my line would be a bad bet uh home against the Yankees they got Aaron Savale on the mound oh no I like that a lot that's what I'm worried about the line if it's like minus like 180 but with it being the Yankees I don't think it'll be that bad yeah, that's that's been a powerful thing this year. Has been fading the Yankees. Um, you know they're the Yankees, so everyone bets on them, uh, and that that drives that gives value to the teams that they're playing. Uh, yeah. I've been doing pretty good with the Indians as well. They've won me some good money, both with overs, unders. Yeah, can, down, maybe, like, can maybe even touch that first five. Um, you know, Savale on the mound. They have Domingo German going. He's zero and two with a nine ERA. Yeah, he's the Yankees are just ugly, and I love it. Is all the memes are just fantastic. But, yeah, I like that. I was looking at the Indians as well. Yeah, that let's do it. Do, do you want to do first five or money line? Uh, let's go money line. I think we'll get a little bit better value on that, especially with the starting pitching matchup. Um, For sure. Well, once the official lines come out, we'll uh, – you know, we'll we'll kind of text on the side, and then I'll put it out on Twitter, whichever side. Because, yeah, I need a number on that. But for sure, the Indians is a great play. That's why I didn't see the numbers and the odds. So that's slightly upsetting. But, I mean, for sure, that's that's the one to do. So, all right. Angels, Indians, Blues, Avalanche over. Book it, baby. I like it. First, uh, create our own parlay. Yeah, fantastic. Man, it, it's been an episode. This one has flown by. A little bit shorter episode today. I like it, you know. Get, getting right to the point, getting all the info out there. It's been fantastic. Jordan, anything else going on in the sports world that you want to touch on? Anything crazy in your life you want to, you know, let the let the people know? Uh, no, I mean, the only thing, I mean, I don't know how much you've been following it, but that college basketball transfer portal, um, you know, it's it's been a roller coaster. Um, I can't keep up with it, man. Yeah, this was the first year. I think it's more, you know, more because I'm betting, but got big into college basketball and just the talent that's moving around teams. Um, I saw the lovely Dick Vitale tweet out last night that uh, he thinks that there's some some things going on. He thinks that teams are telling guys, if you enter the portal, we'll offer you, which, you know, that he thinks that's wrong. And I mean, I agree that is wrong, but, you know, it's yeah. become more of a business now. You know, guys are – 
especially with that one-year eligibility rule the NCAA passed this year, um, or the one-year transfer, you don't sit out. Um, mm-hmm. Some stacked teams next year, for sure. Yeah, um, will be. Going to Gonzaga, that's huge. Uh, they're there next year, especially if Drew Timmy comes back. Yeah, that's huge. What's up with them getting guys from Minnesota? Wow. I don't know. I mean, it's they're in Spokane. Like, yeah, what? I mean, it's it's Gonzaga too. I that wouldn't be my first choice for college, but you know, these guys that are going for a year and going to the draft. I mean, it might be the it might be the Bama of college basketball now. Definitely, yeah. The transfer portal's been crazy. I know I'm trying to trying my best to keep up with it. I know a lot of my Utah guys. We got a new coach, so they're all over the place, um, and it, it's just. It's been wild. I know Ian Martinez, he was one of my favorite players on Utah last year, and he's now with Maryland. And so Maryland's going to be a solid squad for the Big Ten again. Uh, I mean, there's so much. So many SEC teams have gotten guys. Like, I miss, I know I'm missing out on a bunch just because it's been crazy, but I, I'm here for it. Like, I, yeah. I like it. I, I like the talent being spread out. You know, I like it being – you know, I mean, this year – you know, it was Baylor and Gonzaga, kind of like the one-two. But, I mean, you saw at times where, you know, Michigan looked unbeatable. You had the non-traditional teams missing the tournament, like Duke and Kentucky. And But, yeah, it's definitely been a crazy year. It was a crazy year. And I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of, like you said, I'm kind of here for it. You know, it's it's kind of bringing something. It's different. It's taking some getting used to. But now that I'm kind of sitting here, like, trying my best to follow along, like, I think it's good for the game. I mean, people are going all over, like, it's it's hard. I know, like, when you're a diehard fan for a team, you don't want to see a guy leave. But, like, a lot of the times it's not for selfish reasons. It's the coach left. So, like, why would they stay for a new coach when that other yeah. coach recruited them? Or, like, if a new coach – like, if the coach that recruited you goes to another school, like, a lot of times you're seeing that. Like, they go to that school. Like, bring it back to Utah. A bunch of – they got Utah State's old coach. They have, like, three guys now from Utah State. Uh, keeping it in that state. I mean, Utah State got UMBC's new coach. They got like three UMBC guys. So it's it's crazy. And then like, you know, uh, there's been a huge movement with uh, like parents on the coaching staff uh, for like your recruits. Like if a new coach comes in and they don't want that guy's parent, like they're not going to stay. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. So it's not always just for selfish reasons that a lot of people are giving it a bad rap for. Like it's just doing it, they're gonna go find their best situation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's how that's how Kate Cunningham got to Oklahoma State was his brother being there, and you know, I mean, I, Ben Simmons was another one, you know, at uh, LSU. But I mean, I, that's something you gotta think about, you know. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. to Mizzou, yeah, back, you know, with his dad and Jante. I mean, that didn't pan out very well just because of unfortunately those injuries. But yeah, Mizzou luck. You know, I mean, that's something that, you know, that's come into factor now is that these guys are, you know, wanting to play with for their parents or, you know, on a staff where their brother's coaching. But I like it. You know, it's it's tyranny. I mean, it's has Tanner Groves gone anywhere yet? Yeah, he committed to Oklahoma, him and his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. Peter Peter Moser from Loyola, some little NBC love. You know, he's down at Oklahoma now and he's got a squad there. They're going to be. I like that. I like that a lot. Porter Moser there. And yeah. yeah. I was hoping, you know, the Indiana Hoosiers would take a uh, shot at him, but I don't think they did. I mean, they got Mike Woodson who's bringing in a good squad next year, but yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting heading into this next season. Like 
it's just gonna take me probably a couple months to like figure out every team's roster just because yeah. it's so different so unique you're gonna have a lot more position battles now i think as well like the projected starters heading into the season like I think that's blown wide open now. Like that's not going to mean a whole lot. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm in free agency of a professional league. You know, just mm-hmm. guys flipping everywhere, coaches leaving, going other places. But I'm here for it. That's college basketball is probably my favorite sport. But you know, college sports are my favorite in general. So yeah, I I, I'm a huge NFL guy, but I'm a huge college basketball guy. Like I'm that's that's me, and then huge baseball guy. So I got all the seasons covered. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well, but. Hey, that, that'll do it. You know, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, comment, five stars, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, let's keep this thing going. It, it's been it's been fun. Jordan, any last words? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Um, I'm hoping our smoke screens do turn out true, uh, you know, and those day three sleepers do succeed. But it was a blast. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, subscribe, follow his pod. You know, it's, Zach's doing a great job. He's growing this thing very quickly, much quicker than a lot of people I've seen before. So I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, but all right. We'll catch you later. Have a good one, guys.